You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Abhita. This is Murps. Uh, we're going to do a short one today. We're recording this Friday night. So if something crazy happens over the weekend, which it shouldn't, which it won't because it's Blizzard. And unless it does. Unless it does. So that's a little bit of context. But we need to get a podcast out this week because we always get something out. But expect a short one because, okay, first of all, let's talk arena. Uh, no huge patch. What a shocker. Don't expect a huge patch anytime soon. We're actually going to talk a bit about arena. However, uh, the arena leaderboards did come out. These were the arena leaderboards for November 1st, 2021. It seems like an eon ago. Uh, through January 1st, 2022. Uh, so yeah, like we actually have arena leaderboards out. Pretty cool. So many familiar faces and shouldn't be a surprise, right? I don't think we have that many new hardcore arena people uh, floating uh, around. Are you are you forgetting about Summit? I, I don't know how the- hardcore he is, but he is... Fulfilling the prophecy of Dread's mm-hmm. chosen one who will bring back glory to the arena and make it, quote, pop off. I mean, I think he is literally the biggest streamer to have ever played Hearthstone Arena. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. Uh, I mean, just look at concurrent viewerships and all of that. And we're obviously not counting, like, let's say if some huge streamer tried it for a few games here and there, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Summit, actually playing for a bit. Uh, actually played for quite a bit, gave Redbeard some nice hosts, uh, was really proud of his first seven wins and 12 wins, just going mm-hmm. through the progressions. Maybe we'll see Summit stick around. Maybe he will get equally frustrated with the meta. And maybe, which is by far the most likely scenario, he goes back to playing FPS games. This is... Really? You think he's going to go back to playing FPS games after he's gotten a taste of Hearthstone Arena? This is basically like if Crip goes to FPS games and then stays there. You know, it's it's just... Is it possible? Sure. Uh, Do I expect Crip to come back to some sort of strategy-esque game? Yeah, I do. So, it's nice that Summit is enjoying his time. I personally watched some of Summit's stream. I enjoyed watching Summit deliberate over it. The man's obviously smart to achieve what he has achieved. So, his process, his thinking process was obviously there. The chat was, I, I couldn't take it though i'm sorry you have like eighteen thousand people backseating the amount of truly papega <laughs> players throwing out recommendations was terrible i couldn't stand the chat but it was nice seeing summit and it was nice kind of looking at summit and being like oh yeah we were all there once trying to figure things out so that was pretty cool definitely unexpected in terms of things that i did not expect in <laughs> 2022 uh, a huge streamer uh, like Summit 1G playing Arena was way out there. 
when when I first heard it, I was like, "Are, are, are is this a different? Is this a new summit? Like, is this the same person that I'm thinking of? Because I haven't been in the scene for a while. So when I think summit, I think FPS, one of the biggest streamers ever, um, playing Hearthstone Arena. But hey, uh, I guess weirder things have happened. And uh, if you noticed, uh, the the meta may be getting a little softer uh, because of uh, his uh, his influence and uh, getting uh, a few more people. It doesn't take that much to make the arena it doesn't take softer that because there's not that many people playing the arena. So you get any amount of new players trying, it's going to push everybody up a little. And then even even at the mid to high wins, you're going to see the people who were previously at like mid to low wins or whatever. So it's not like the launch of an expansion, right? Like... He's not moving that many people. But I did notice um, the meta being a little bit softer than it was before. Yep. All right. Let's give some shout-outs to the people who got on the leaderboards, who were brave enough and patient enough, uh, and had the mental fortitude to actually play that much arena. Number one in America's was Cheesy10 with 8.5 average. Congrats to Cheese. Uh, very well deserved. We have Veritas at number two, uh, Talreal at number three. Once again, these are people that, uh, if you're in the arena community, you know that these individuals have been here for years. They're still playing. They're still grinding. Still, just absolutely crushing it. Uh, Roof Trellin at number four. Redbeard, who we just spoke about, at number five. Language Hacker at six. Uh, Kohei at seven. DMT at eight. F. Ivanovich at 9. We see uh, them in the chat pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number 10, we see Powerful. Um, I won't go through all of them. You know, shout out to the top 10. But basically, if you are on this list, and I know we have people from our Discord and from our chat and just from other channels as well that I talk to and I joke around with who have made the leaderboard, congratulations. You know, like this is... A, a very big achievement still, and even though Blizzard doesn't care about Arena, um, I'm I'm happy for you guys. I'm proud of you guys. We see issues. We know that Summit yeah. One G cares about. I Arena. know Summit cares. Uh, so we also see Isherwood at 23, for example. Um, I see Lonely Lotus here at 32. Once again, I if you're on the leaderboard, I missed you. I deeply apologize. I won't be able to. <laughs> Shout out everybody, uh, but Judge at 40, um, nobody important at 53, uh, and then, yeah, like I see save file here as well, but a lot of the regulars, once again, always reinforcing, and I see this, for example, on Arena HS, sometimes people will get super frustrated and just be so angry and just be like, oh, this card makes me angry and there's no skill anymore, and... <clears throat> You know, we talk about metas that have more skill or less skill or whatever. Arena is always going to be a skillful game. The good players will always be able to differentiate themselves. Sometimes it feels better or worse than other times. Uh, Sometimes decisions in the early game don't matter as much or in the late game don't matter as much. Mm -hmm. Or because of this one card, your decisions against this one class don't matter as much. But... We can see leaderboard to leaderboard, the cream always rises to the top. I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to say anyways. Uh, so huge congrats to um, to those individuals in the uh, American leaderboards. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Um, and before we move off Arena, I want to talk like just a little bit about Arena strategy uh, amidst all this uh, BG stuff, even though nothing's really happened to the meta that much. Like adding the new cards, I, it really did help. I, I talked about this last week. Um, and uh, the cards like Hippograph, cards like, um, I'm forgetting the name, the 2-6 the taunt. Like, and then just bad cards being added to the arena. Not because you see them, but because they dilute everything, so everybody else's cards are a little worse. Um, it, it really it helped the arena a bit. But the card I want to talk about, and just kind of, I'm going to use it as a gateway to, to talk about what is Tempo doing in this meta. And that's it's Ram, Ram Commander. So we all know it's one of the best neutrals in the game right now. Uh, it's a 2-mana two 2-2, two, two. you get two 1-mana one 1-1 one, one rushes. Um, I'm not going to focus on the combos and the stuff, but there will be combos and stuff. Think about when you have a Ram Commander's Rams, not when you're playing the Ram Commander, but those 1-1 one, one Rams in your hand. There will oftentimes come to a situation where you're hanging 1 or 2-mana, and there's no targets for these Rams, and you have to figure out if you just want the extra 1-1 one, one body on the board, or if you want to hold them in your hand so that they don't get board wiped along with everything else or picked off or somehow more efficiently traded, right? This decision point probably comes up once, at least once, every other game that, that you will play in the arena. It just happens so often. And the way to think about this, and, and whether you're doing it, has nothing to do really with what's on the board or, or what's whatever. It has to do with your win conditions and your next turn. So, you never play the 1-1s unless you need them for face damage. If you can, in your hand, play them the next turn to no negative effect. Because, let's say next turn, you, uh, you, you're going to definitely slam your 5 drop down, but you have 6 mana. In that case, if you have 1 ram in your hand, you don't play it the turn before. It is totally pointless, be, except to get one to face damage, so you, you almost never do it. Um, but, if you're unsure about your next turn, because you have a bunch of different options that you may be playing, it may be worth it to put it on the board for tempo. And so, in order to make that decision, you have to figure out how important tempo is right now for you. Which... If you're talking five years ago, it would have been almost always important unless you're trying to play around a flame strike or some specific card. But nowadays, it's not just tempo out as fast as possible, right? Especially when you have cards like these rams that can ping whenever and can really solve a lot of problems. Like it can remove those four one three drops, it can remove basilisk stuff, it can cause huge swings in the game, especially when combined with other removals if you just hold on to them. So they're actually very valuable. But at the same time, if you subtract one mana from your opponent that they have to take care of the rams and get like a damage or something here or there, that could swing the game so that you can end the game before your opponents overpower you. So this involves knowing what your deck is doing. And that is so key. So this general question about um, uh, like w what you should do with like Night Captain, right? Like not when you have it. I went over what you have it uh, a couple of uh, podcasts ago. But when you should play around it. I almost never play around it, but there are a whole bunch of situations in which I do play around it. But they're like very rare situations, they just kind of add up, so it looks like I'm sometimes playing around it. Uh, even though I keep saying I don't play around it. And that's because it's the same 
consideration of tempo that you have to think of. Whenever you're playing around a night captain, you're losing tempo. Do you need that tempo? When do you need that tempo on turn five? It depends on what your deck is doing and how you evaluate your deck. More important than ever now is your deck, which happens before you even step into the game. But you have to play towards your deck. So if your deck has those win conditions, which many decks do now, and you want to risk it, which means you want to risk that you, you, you feel pretty good that you have better win conditions than your opponent does, because there's a high chance your opponent has win conditions too, then you play in a style in which you're just trying to not lose. Extra couple damage don't matter. Extra tempo or two don't matter. Your entire purpose is just to prevent yourself from getting these big swings that happen against you and getting pounded to the face before you get to your Ysera or just your, you know, ridiculous amounts of large cars or your board clears or whatever, you, what have you, right? On the other hand, if you don't have that type of deck, you need to figure out your tempo status on the board and what you're doing with it. So there's no way to... Kind of, there's just kind of too much information on what the right play is and whether you save the ram, whether you play the ram, whether you play around the night captain, whether you don't play around the night captain. Uh, you'll rarely, it'll rarely be correct to play around the night captain, but but it sometimes is. Uh, it'll rarely be correct to throw your rams out there just to be one ones, but it sometimes is more often to play around night captain actually. And when you're thinking about these decisions. You really need to get a feel. Like, I don't have the answer for you because it's very specific. But you really want to get a feel for what has happened. So whenever you come to that decision point, and there's going to be a lot of practice time for you. Because this happens all the time in this meta. And it happens in various different ways, right? We talk about Rams. We talk about playing around Night Captain, potentially. There's, like, bunches of other stuff. Just focus on what happens two turns from that turn or maybe even three turns from that turn and look back on it and say well knowing what i know now what would i have done you got to go through this rep like a hundred times which really wouldn't take that long that's just a few runs because these situations pop up uh, all the time and you'll get a better sense of whether you went for tempo and it mattered or you went for tempo and it didn't matter or you didn't go for tempo and it bit you or, you know, you went for tempo and now you don't have a ram and later on that ram would have saved you. Um, you want to get that sense going. Because whether tempo does anything at all now in the mid game is extremely unclear depending on what deck you have and how you, your opponent is doing and what reads you have on your opponent and, and all the things that's going on. So it, it's, it, it, there's no more simple answers to that. And sometimes you don't want to tempo, while other times if you don't tempo, you will just lose the game. And you're only out actually on turn five is you have to recognize that this is my out that I'm tempoing. Even though my, I don't have like an aggro deck, right? Like if you have an aggro deck, obviously you tempo. But just most of the mid-range decks where you don't have that like giant monster in the back. Um, or you do have a giant monster in the back, but you're like 8-0. <laughs> your opponents are probably going to have one too. You have to figure out whether to tempo or not. And that is just, I, the, it's a sense you have to develop. And the meta is super stable and they're not going to micro adjust. So it's a good time to figure this stuff out. Um, and once you figure it out once, the next time you have to figure this out when the meta changes again, you will be in a much better position to do that. Because that's what we do. 
Like, if you watch the Arena Coop, we do this all the time, where we make these decisions based on our win conditions and our hand and what our next turn is going to be. And it'll come out different ways. And we'll talk about two possible plays, and it'll end up being like, yeah, this is probably the right play, maybe 60-40 or whatever. But it all adds up. And we don't do that because we know a meta really, really, really well. We can do that in any meta, like once we know vaguely what it is. Because we've had so much reps in interpreting a new meta and doing the same exact kind of like mental math and expectations and risk analysis. So this is a good time to develop that because this is also a really complicated time with the Ram Commanders especially of when you're going to, when's the proper time to use these cards. It's a, it's a very good like indicator point and you can go back and look at your own play in your head pretty easily and figure out if you did it right or you did it wrong. Yeah. All right. That's my Ram Commander uh, a rant. It's not really about whether it's good or not. We all know it's, it's freaking great, but it's a really good study tool. It is. Uh, and it's one of the things that... Um, I think there are cars that come along every now and again and really remind us. It's like, okay, when we think about how good a card is, what are we taking into consideration? And I'm just going to say something like Bunker Sergeant or, uh, for example, I was like, oh, man, I think this is going to be good. You talk me down. Uh, but, but like, like more than either one of us, I think, factored in uh, was, and something I will keep on thinking about uh, from this point onwards, uh, is something like, okay, what do I think the meta is going to be? And, and the meta is always going to be something like, um, I think it's trending towards this way, like a lot of heavy hitters, a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. it's like, just don't lose in the beginning uh, because you should have options, right? Or j j like, just don't lose in the beginning because there are ways to lose in the beginning. There are ways in which it's like, oh man, I didn't have like... Um, a way to push off their early aggression or not even aggression just to clean up properly and then give myself yeah, some just to room deal with their curve yeah right? just to deal with stuff um and that sucks and ram commander very similarly to bunker sergeant uh just solves a lot of these problems so it's great and if you look at hearthstone just in a very vanilla way uh these aren't like that fantastic like Adulta's kind mm -hmm. of reasoning for not hating on Bunker Sergeant, but not rating it uh, as high as it maybe should have been is just because if you break <clears throat> it down, its value is like, you know, just on paper, it's like not fantastic, right? But it, it's, um, it's just very necessary. It's like by you playing Bunker Sergeant, you are adding a higher probability of you being able to play that thing that has ridiculous value, you know, like, uh, the, you know, it'll help you reach that Ysera. It'll help you reach your brass wing or whatever it is that you can play later on. So um, any sort of value that you, you know, like any sort of just like, oh, vanilla value that you're getting from Bunker Sergeant is made up there. And then, of course, it's also just a good meta for bunker sergeant because there's tons of really like, good tokens yeah there's tons of tokens out there um but that is something i will keep on keeping in mind uh later on be like you know what do i think the meta is going to be and if the meta is going to keep on being like well there are tons and tons of very powerful swing cars later on that you are able to play 
as long as you have the space to play it, well, okay, cool. Like, how do I make the space to play it? Bunker Sergeant and Ram Commander, which I think are uh, just absolute backbones of uh, every deck. You know, or, like, you know, these are the workhorses, right? People mm-hmm. complain about the Yseras. People kind of are in awe of these very powerful cards, Snowfall Guardian, um, the Paladin Templar, right? Brasswing, all of these ridiculously powerful cards. You know, you have powerful old cards as well, like Unstable Evolution, but it's really the Ram Commanders and um, uh, the Bunker Sergeants, which are doing the 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 work you know these are the sort of meat and potatoes it's like oh we're gonna get you there we're gonna get you first to the night captains and then night captains are gonna get you to the brass wings and uh the uh yseras um so that's what happens if you don't have the ram commanders you don't have the bunker sergeants then maybe the night captain gets awkward and then the night captain gets awkward Mm. and therefore you never make it to the ysera uh and and that's a real damn shame right it's like you don't have that early on uh presence or lead and because you don't have that um everything falls apart so uh yeah that's ram commander let's talk about bgs so bgs got a little bit of an update this week because blizzard cares about bgs they're coming out with esports for bgs so here are some of the changes, right? Uh, the developer said that it is a hot fix, and you can tell that they wanted to address some of the things that they really want to address quickly. Um, first of all, Maleficent's Buddy, uh, which is an Elementium Squirrel Bomb, it is a 4-4 mech. It is now going from Tier 3 to Tier 4. Uh, this patch is, was out earlier this week. We've already seen it for um, about three days now. Uh, if you remember, the, this little mech squirrel bomb uh, has a death rattle. Deal four damage to an enemy minion. Repeat for each of your mechs that died this combat. So now you just get it a little bit later. Um, Maleficent was incredibly strong. Maleficent is still very, very strong. There is a lot of strength in having a buddy that, number one, you want to keep around so you golden it. Number two, just works with what you were wanting to do anyways. And number three, also provides you an additional way to survive and potentially win. Uh, So, you know, you wanted to buy mechs anyways. But now, uh, if you're picking up, um, you know, like the 3-1 magnetic... um, uh the replicating menace you can just place it by itself right like oh i want to just get some small mechs going um it'll help with uh your mid to late mid game to just survive make sure that you always win or tie and that is worth a lot in the meta nowadays so yeah uh it's not like millie is bad they just made the buddy a little bit harder to get so you know, it was one of those changes in which, um, was it really necessary? I, I mean, Maleficent was definitely a little bit too powerful. Does this really change Maleficent? Like, are you going to pick her less now? I don't think so. She is still quite powerful. I see people use her, and it, it doesn't really change much of anything at all. Uh, probably one of the biggest changes, not <laughs> due to effect but mostly because it was 
in my opinion, the most problematic unit in the game. It was Terragosa, and Terragosa is now a tier 4 unit. If you guys don't remember, Terragosa is a 4-4 dragon, used to be on tier 3. And Terragosa says, this permanently keeps enchantments from combat. Now, when Terragosa was first printed, there were not that many ways uh, to buff <laughs> itself in combat. There were some creative ways, like for example, you know, you can use like pirates, right? Like uh, Eliza uh, um, to buff this up. Uh, you, you know, you always had the good old uh, promo Drake. But now with buddies, there are plenty of ways to buff Terragosa in battle. Or, you know, you can just have a super uh, promo Drake from Tavish's buddy. Uh, so... Terragosa is just problematic, and everybody has been kind of identifying it for a while. It's just tragic, because if you look at dragons, it's a, dragons as a, as a class, people were, were pointing this out, you, as a tribe, you are broken. If you look at your <clears throat> tier 6 defining unit, and you just don't want like you know it's like that drake meme where he's like pushing away the calgos and then like saying yes to the terragosa your tier three tier four dragon strats and ultimately getting the nadina after your like you know second or third triple uh and then you know you can level up and try to go find that nadina um is so much better than calgos calgos is so bad these days it's just ridiculously slow like that's your reward so that you can scale as a significantly worse tier one whack toggle like that's the reward for um uh for getting to tier six and taking like the the ultimate dragon minion so Terragos is on tavern four does it really change anything not really there's obviously less terragosas to go around uh there are some turns in which you might only be on tier three and then you won't see it so there's obviously a little bit less chance to get a get terragosas because you can't see it on that turn but really let's face it it wasn't tier three to tier four that was the major roadblock right now it is tier four to tier five and the heroes that can get there, get there. The heroes that struggle to get there because they're just bad still struggle to get there. So this didn't change much from what I have seen. Um, they obviously made it a little bit more difficult for you to get like the, the godly Terragosa setups. But Terragosa is still problematic uh, as it sort of always was. Um, We'll see what they do with it, if if anything at all, past this point. I have a feeling that they might just look at it here and say it's okay, but it's more of the design issue of Terragosa. And also, if your next step is to change Calagos, I'm cool with that, because we gotta get Calagos sort mm -hmm. of like uh, fixed. Calagos is... I, these days, it's funny enough, uh, Calagos is like less used and worse than Rag. And you guys know how much I hate Little Rag. But Little Rag is used way more than Calagos. That's how far 
uh, Calgos has fallen, just because with dragon comps, you never aim for a Calgos comp. There are, you know, exceptions and just weird situations in which you could do like double Calgos. If you get it super fast, double Calgos is still like okay, but it just doesn't work. So dragons and, and right now silly, are just, just thematically. That's the whole point of dragons. I mean, the Dina's still there, but uh, yeah, they're going to change it. You know, not, not in the next patch, maybe, but they're going to. This is just so off-theme for dragons, what's happening with Terragosa. Yep. Uh, Dragonid Enforcer is now on Tier 3 instead of Tier 4. So Dragonid Enforcer is a 2-4 dragon now, and it says, After a friendly minion loses Divine Shield, gain plus 2, plus 2. Okay. You know, that's fine. Um... Nobody was really playing Enforcers previously. Um, I mean, now, you know, if you're George, uh, you're you're playing, like, um, the Gem Splitter composition. You can put a Divine Shield on here as well. This thing grows. And, you know, it's, it's an option. Uh, you're putting Divine Shields on just all of your stuff anyways. But this doesn't really kind of change anything. Once again, um... Dragon Enforcer doesn't really make its way into any real dragon comps because dragon comps are Terragosas. They're the uh, promo drakes. And then you want Prestor, you want Nadina. Uh, so it doesn't really leave much room for an Enforcer, so you won't really grow it. And if you're not growing it, because really the only way to grow these are through Calgos, and you're not doing Calgos, it doesn't matter that much. Um... So yeah, that was like the BG update. Did it change much? No. Like you should kind of pretty much play the same way as before. I I was really looking forward to playing more BGs during this patch. And I just find myself in a position where I don't think I can play that much. Now, some people might be having a lot of fun with it. Do I still recommend people to try out BGs and see if they have fun with it? Absolutely. You should absolutely try it out for yourself. See if you have fun with it. I can just say that from my point of view, I'm not having as much fun because for me, BGs has always been about the flexibility. It has been about the uh, adaptability and that is still there once again it, it's like when we talk about you know is an arena meta skillful or not skillful it's all just relative it's like oh this is less skillful in this way this is more skillful in that way it obviously takes a ton of skill bgs is still a ridiculously hard game and it takes a ton of skill you see the same people over and over again at the top of the leaderboard never dreads like that that's that that is like proof that there is much skill involved, okay? Um, but for me, there are just some strategies these days that I do not enjoy. I think there are very fun heroes. For example, Yogg is a very fun hero. I love playing Curator. I love the fact that Curator is good again and you can buff all of these things. But then there are things like Witch Bazil Demons on Tier 1. Wag toggle tier one elemental spam. Oh man, that is oh just gross, just disgusting. Uh, like I I, I know that Adelta liked playing Wag toggle because 
at that time, the curve to play Wag Toggle was so easy, right? You know, you played like a, mm-hmm. you stayed on tier one for a while, you collected stuff, and then you clicked hero power, and then you level up, you click hero power, you level up, you click hero power, and then you're just on tier five before everybody, and then you get like, you know, a Light Fang or a Brand, you keep on buffing up. You know, that was when Wag Toggle was at the top of the meta, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago when it first came out. And now, Adukta, so you don't know this, and I'll explain to you. It's even easier now because you know how you had to level up and you still had to buy like things and try to figure it out on t- uh, tier five. You don't have to do mm-hmm. that anymore. You just stay on tier one forever. There's so many tier one strats nowadays. And for Wag Toggle, it's so easy. You just identify what tribes are in, you play those, and you just. You make sure elementals are in and you buy elementals and that is the one that you cycle over and over again to trigger the buddy's uh, power. And the buddy's power is that whenever you play a tribe that you didn't previously have on board, you trigger your hero power, which gives everything plus one plus one. So you just keep on playing elementals. You just keep on doing that. You just keep on staying in tier one and you get your like easy uh, second place or sometimes first place with it. It's really, really dumb. That's what I don't like. Now, that might not bother you guys as much. Totally understand. It just bothers me a lot. Um, and I think there's a lot of like very crazy stuff happening as well. So I just want to say, make your own decision. You know, test it, play it, play it. I'm just hoping because this is a temporary event, I'm just going to come back to BGs after they patch it uh, significantly in some way and check it out. But I certainly don't want this to be a reflection. It's like, oh, BG is doomed. BG, you know, you know, like don't play it. Decide for yourself. It's not for me right now. I know some people are still having lots of fun with it. Uh, and at the end of the day, if you're looking for a limited format that involves t- a ton of skill, that Blizzard obviously loves and is sort of like the the favorite child right now it's bgs so play it you know it's going to get updated you know they're going to do balance changes for it if you like it at all why not play the thing that is getting attention getting an actual esports is going to get balance patches they're going to at least listen to feedback um and and keep on updating it and putting out new stuff i don't know something was nerfed the most popular requested nerf didn't happen. Illidan wasn't nerfed. Uh, a little bit understandable because if you just look at general stats, Illidan is the number one. And that makes sense. Um, so Illidan is the number one there. And if you look at these changes as well, I think you can just see that like they didn't do much. Or you know, they wanted mm-hmm. to just put out a small balance patch uh with like some of the things that i think they consider to be egregious and you know what like i don't want to criticize them so much for not touching illidan because i want to incentivize blizzard and say good job on responding to some things quickly you know like Terragosa was definitely a problem so let's do something about it do i think that they did enough no but look hey props for doing something you know props for doing mm-hmm. something they also did say that they are going to do a bigger patch oh yeah soon. they they are like bgs has their attention they are going to pay attention to bgs and changes so uh but good job on them because i think we should 
definitely encourage them to do these smaller changes, right? Like smaller changes are good. You don't have mm-hmm. to wait a while and then do a huge amount of changes. So good job there. Um, that's it for BGs. Uh, I, I certainly don't want sort of my dampened enthusiasm to influence you guys. Uh, you guys should try it out, but I will be waiting for the next significant patch before diving back in again. All right. Um, that's BGs, that's Arenas. Let's keep this short. We're going to do a quick question from the GOAT. Where, um, it's not a real question from the GOAT. I'm just going to update people on what's happening. Uh, I am going to be in New York slash New Jersey visiting my parents, and so this is why this episode is early. There will not be an arena coupe for this week, and then I will also not be streaming next Friday because I'll still be out, but um, next Sunday is when we return to normal um, for, for me. Murps is not, uh, Murps will just be doing normal things. Are you streaming on Sunday? Yeah, I think I will probably be streaming. I'll be streaming something, Great. probably. Merps will be streaming something on Sunday. And we still don't know when this Diablo thing is happening. We don't. So, uh, uh, I will just answer, because you never keep up with any of this stuff. Uh, Diablo just got another update. A patch to the patch, I, essentially. I, I saw. Uh, I saw. I'm keeping vague tabs on it. Which People were complaining about Ravens. Yeah, I know. The dumbest thing was, so I had decided already. I was like, okay, you know what I want to make for this new ladder? Hydra Sork. You know, like, it's cool. I, You guys know I love playing Sorks, but also Hydra is just a cool skill. I've always wanted to play a Fire Sork, but it was never viable. And then they took back, like, the uh, uh, the buffs to Hydra. I'm like, why? Why, why would you do this? Of all the ones that you're taking back, why take back Hydra? I, ju- I just don't understand. That was one of the only ones that they took back. The other ones were, I would say, uh, way overtuned. So, for example, one of the things that was overtuned was Holy Fire Aura. And uh, yeah, people, uh, by putting on certain rune words, you could literally just walk around the end game and just charge around and things would just die as you charged through the levels like they would just automatically die as soon as and so room everything dies yes that's peak gameplay right there so they got rid of that uh and it's like okay you know that that probably goes beyond a design philosophy thing for you guys and i'm i'm cool with that uh hydra was never overpowered like people tested it and they had the best equipment even like you know the best new equipment which is good for fire as well and it's like was the kill speed better than the current best sork spec which is like lightning sork no it wasn't so why do you nerf it i i just don't understand it's like we have the opportunity to make all fire skills better and they did a good job with the fire druid you know props to them for making fire elemental druids better they had a chance to do it with um, Hydra Sorks, and they said, no, we want to take this back when it wasn't even that yeah. powerful. I, it's not I don't, I don't what they're it. going to do in the end, because it seems like they're doing major like balance changes within their PTR balance changey thing. Like, who knows what they're going to end up settling on, right? There may be ideas they haven't even tested yet. Like, this is not one of those, oh, it's going to be in PTR, nothing super broken? Okay, then we're going to put it on live. This seems like they're actually just, like, actually beta testing it, this patch. Yep. Um, so, look, I'm looking forward to it. They also said that um, 
they are getting close to finalizing the PTR and okay. shutting it down. And they said after they shut it down, it should be a short period of time until it actually until the uh, ladder actually begins. Super looking forward to that. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like a actual ladder system. And by actual ladder system, I mean hardcore ladder. Because you know there was no way. Like, first of all, there was just no way I was playing hardcore at the beginning of a launch of any Diablo game that's just mm-hmm. asking for. But then, of course, you guys saw um, I, that, that was... Uh, you know, that was smart because we just kept on getting kicked off every single hour. And then, yep. uh, so now it is better. I can say that, you know, I still play Diablo from okay. time to time. Uh, I, knock on wood, never get kicked off anymore. Uh, it is very, you know, unless I ha- I have internet issues. So right. uh, I'm ready to go. I'm very excited. I think a lot of the changes are pretty good. So for example, if you want to play Amazon again, you can actually put points into like dodge avoid evade uh those aren't a pure negative for you anymore i did that Hooray. anyway i know so you actually just i did not care that they were negative they were a pure negative for you because you you know like there, there was no reason for it you know that that yes. animation was so long it actually put you in more danger but i like seeing the animation it was terrible it, it was actually terrible so uh super looking forward to that once that comes out, I, I, I don't. You guys won't see me play anything Hearthstone related for at least a little bit of time because I will be grinding that ladder. Okay, we we, we, we got to be. I hope it doesn't come out like ugh, there's there's windows in which I can't I can't do it and there's other oh it's it's not good I for can. me right now either. But I, we <laughs> we will figure something out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you. Um... For the Light Forge, at least uh, next week on Sunday at the at the normal time. Um, oh no no yeah. no wait sorry next week is a Super Bowl. Oh oh so wait but okay well I'm I'm okay yeah we need but, well, you're, you're not okay no no I'm watching the Super Bowl right I'm I'm a um, normal human being who enjoys no. human being activities uh, with you know. It's, 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 just a weird weird sport you know just a weird sport that not a lot of people are interested in in this world that's true Um, yeah very eccentric but uh but but what's uh okay so all right um well we got to figure out when to do the light forge we will figure that out but yeah you maybe maybe monday like uh we could do it in your stream yeah we could okay um, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Basically, okay, so Light Forge is not going to happen for uh, on next Sunday. Uh, so there'll actually be like a 10-day period between now and the next Light Forge. Um, all right, well, um, I will still, I will be streaming that Sunday during the Super Bowl then for those of us who, uh, who do not care about this very weird sport with the most ridiculous rules. Like, you want to talk about a game that needs, like, more game designers to actually care about it? American football. Like, it is not getting enough love uh, from the developers of, of, of physical sports. Do, do you have a change that you would like to make? Oh, oh, I'd scrap it and start from the ground up. It needs a, it needs a reboot, you know? It needs an expansion. Um, it's, not, it's just something you can't just tweak your way out of everything, right? Like, it's fundamentally flawed. I'm going to have to shuffle some points around. A whole lot of stuff's going to happen. It's just, it's not an easy fix, right? Sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it for us. All right. Until next week, this is Adwicta. This is Merp. See you guys.
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>